Welcome back to Wellbeing Beyond Measure, which is a series I started officially in a previous episode. So this is technically the second session. And it's a work in progress, as I talked about a few episodes ago when I decided to do this. So this has just been a big evolution. This is being recorded live within the Beyond Measure community. So this term Beyond Measure is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's something that I think a lot about. That's a huge part of my values. And every time I develop something new, I, I wonder how I can integrate it with Beyond Measure. And it's a private community that I have been working on for a few years. And as a side note, communities take a lot of work and intention. And it's interesting to me. I think sometimes we take community for granted. And if you've never run a community before, it's hard to understand how much work can go into it. Anyways, as part of the work, as part of what I reflect on a lot is how to add more value. And I also think the same for the podcast. I really consider the Beyond Measure community and the podcast to be separate but equal and overlapping. So I started recording podcast episodes within Beyond Measure as a way for people like yourself to come and listen live and interact. And sometimes the format of those live episodes didn't really feel it lent to a lot of interaction. I also was thinking about what did I want to experiment with at the beginning of 2024? And as I explained in a lot more detail in a previous episode, which I can link below in the description if you're curious, I really wanted to play around with this course called Wellbeing Beyond Measure. So that is the behind the scenes for anyone who happened to have missed it. I encourage you to go listen to the previous episode, which was the introductory first session. That gives you a lot of context on the format that tells you how to join. It's pretty simple. It's completely free. You can listen as usual, just like a regular podcast episode. If you want to come and interact and chat with me in real time and other participants and members of Beyond Measure, you can do that on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour-long experience. And about 30 minutes or so of the session is recording, and then the rest of it is chatting and hanging out and whatever else unfolds in that time period. So you really do get a sense of the community. And then the recordings will be available. I'm trying to figure out the rhythm probably on Wednesdays, but that's to be determined is when I will release the episodes. So today, session two centers around awareness and building a foundation of self-care for yourself. Also context for each of these sessions, they're based on notes that I've been taking and my belief systems, my frameworks around well-being, the things that I learn from books and newsletters and various sources online. So you'll see me quoting as much as I can remember where I got the quotes from. And I just want to acknowledge that none of these ideas are purely mine. They are a combination of a lot of different ideas. And I think that's beneficial. A, I don't want to take credit when it's not mine. And B, I'm really aiming to pull from a variety of sources, all different types of people. And I think one of the other great benefits of doing a live interactive experience is that you get to contribute to it as well. And I really think a lot about how self-care and well-being can be best supported 
And to me, it starts with laying that foundation just like anything else, because until you feel a sense of awareness and clarity about what you want and who you are and where you want to go and really understanding what's important to you, not what's important to others. As I mentioned in, I think it was the introductory session, I think there's a lot of advice out about wellness, self-care, being mental health that doesn't take into consideration the individual's experience. I think it's often targeted towards the majority, is targeted towards assumptions, centered around assumptions, I should say. Oftentimes it doesn't take into consideration people that fall outside of the quote norms. It's not always representing different types of people and their experiences. And it's very important for me that people feel represented and welcome, included, and not marginalized as much as possible. I want you to feel like you are worthy. And that's where this term beyond measure comes from too. It's not about trying to fit you into some metric-based box, but really acknowledging that you are worthy beyond measure. It's a term that I actually used because of something Marianne Williams said, a uh, famous quote about really understanding our, our deep worthiness. And that's a big aim in all of my work. So let's dig into this awareness part, because my aim is to start to get to know you if you're participating live and also to help you get clear within yourself to reveal something. The premise of Wellbeing Beyond Measure as a program is about navigating uncomfortable times with elevated self-care. And today there might be some uncomfortable moments that come up for you. I'm, I will do my best to give you a little heads up if we're teetering on the edge of discomfort. But this show is called This Might Get Uncomfortable. So I think you have the awareness that discomfort can be involved. And you probably know that famous line about growth being outside of our comfort zone. That may or may not be true for you. I think it's important for you to choose when you feel ready to get uncomfortable. But sometimes we're in uncomfortable situations without being ready for them. Sometimes we don't have a choice. It's very relative. So you can give some consideration to where you're at today. That's a big aim. I want to begin with something I read on the Princeton University website. They have some really wonderful wellness resources. And one of the things that they say is that wellness is not merely the absence of illness or distress. It is a lifetime process of making decisions to live a more balanced and meaningful life. And just like we did in the previous session, the introductory session for this program, it's examining quotes like this. Does this resonate with you? To me, the lifelong process of this is really key. And I was speaking about this a bit to the group watching live, how this is a huge part of my work, studying health, wellness, psychology. Those are, are lifelong interests of mine. And just because I have knowledge of something and awareness of myself at times doesn't mean that I have the absence of distress. I certainly experience stress all the time. I have moments of anxiety. Sometimes they're really strong. Fortunately, I don't experience a lot of illness, but that's also 
not right now. I think illness is something we can avoid. It's part of the human experience. And the absence of illness, is that a, a reality? I think it might be a present reality, but it's something that as part of our humanity is experiencing illness within ourselves, but sometimes within other people. And illness can be physical, it can be mental. So really examining things like this and, and what resonates with you, what relates to your current experience and your past experience, and also considering the lifelong journey of something. And as one of the people watching live said, life involves constant change. Having some awareness in the present moment is helpful too. Acknowledging that your awareness is going to fluctuate as well. Sometimes you feel very aware of yourself and your circumstances. Other times you might just feel like you're going through the motions. Sometimes you're aware of some parts of yourself. Sometimes maybe you don't even notice something that you're doing or feeling. And you can return to a session like this if it's helpful to consider this over and over again. This is one of the reasons I love going to yoga. Yoga is right now a daily practice for me. I'm doing a, at least 30 days of yoga as part of this challenge at my yoga studio. And it's sometimes very hard, but one of the reasons that I continue to show up, and when I say hard, by the way, it doesn't mean that the postures are physically challenging. Showing up to yoga is the hardest part. Today, it was extremely hard because I am not had enough sleep and waking up early, even going to class last night, I went to an evening class like that was hard, no matter the time of the day, it, it could sometimes feel really hard, but I continue showing up because yoga is a really lovely way, in, in my opinion, and in my experience to check in with myself, to have a ritual for myself to check in. So maybe today's session will feel a little like that for you. I'm going to be pulling a lot of inspiration from my yoga classes throughout this program. Was brought up on the Princeton website is that there are always opportunities for enhancing your wellness. Another one for me personally is right before I started today's session, things started to go wrong tech-wise. I was fumbling through it and I have learned I've taught myself whenever I'm feeling challenged by something, it's, oh, this is an opportunity to enhance my wellness. <laughs> what can I learn from this frustration? Maybe that's just a coping mechanism, but that's how I look at it. I like distress sometimes because it reveals a lot about myself. So a good way to start to evaluate is to look at your current state. Like, how are you feeling right now? That's going to be a big part of our session is the now, the literal moment that you're listening to this. But you could also think of your current state as maybe the whole day or the whole week or the month or the year. And then establishing a system that works for you that can guide you towards a fuller sense of well-being, whatever that might mean to you. So that's why today... I encourage you to lean into some ways that you can create more focus, that you can make some decisions with clarity. And your level of focus, by the way, your level of clarity, is probably going to be on a spectrum. You might want to check in with yourself. Some people like to do a scale from one to 10. Some people like to make it a little bit more black and white, like I'm either focused or I'm unfocused. I'm clear or I'm unclear. Or out of a scale from one to 10, I feel like a five on the focus scale. I'm going to encourage you today to do some journaling 
and note-taking. I think it's helpful to have a little document and maybe make this a daily practice. You can do this on a digital device, like a phone. You can pull up the notes app. You could do it in a journal or a calendar, whatever else that might work for you. Just even having a scrap piece of paper can be useful. Post-it note, perhaps, whatever. And really taking a moment to reflect on focus, clarity. How are you feeling about that today in this moment? Whatever time span, that's up to you to decide. Maybe you can do both or all of it. How do you feel right now? How did you feel earlier today? And maybe even asking yourself, how do you want to feel later? There's a reason that you're listening to this. There's maybe a a goal that you have in mind, an outcome. Is focus and clarity or one or the other one of the reasons for you? This is also a great opportunity to slow down and notice yourself. So we're going to do a breathwork activity and exercise. If you are driving, you may want to modify this. Sometimes breathwork can put you into a meditative state that is not super safe for driving. If you're able to pull over or you can hit pause, and come back and listen to this whenever you would like. We're about 15 minutes in. If you're taking note of the time, this is available for you whenever you need it. And I'm also working on an audio toolkit to be available within Beyond Measure. Stay tuned for details on that. Things like this will likely be included. And this is just a little taste and just simply an opportunity. Even if you're walking or doing a chore or something where you don't feel like you can truly pause and close your eyes or do some breathing exercises, that's okay. An alternative to that can be taking note of yourself in this moment, your state your energy levels, the clarity, as we mentioned, just really noticing. And what does slowing down mean? Does that mean that you pause in this moment? Let's say that you're doing a chore. Sometimes it's really nice to do the dishes and listen to a podcast or participate in a session. But can you put down the dish for a moment as we do this breath work? See how that feels. Does that feel right for you right now is the question. Or can you find a conscious way for you to revisit this later and then really see how it feels. One of the inspirations that I have for doing well-being beyond measure is how much I've noticed the pressure to move so quickly. Last year, it was a big struggle for me, despite having an aim to move slowly, wasn't easy because a lot of the environments that I've been socially, career-wise, even within myself, I started to notice It's not within a habit of mine to slow down. This is another reason I like going to yoga. In yoga, actually, this is worth mentioning, there can even be a tendency to to go fast. Yoga classes, depending on the style you do, might have some music. Like today's class I took had a lot of fast-paced music. And yet I can choose to respond to the music in a slower way. Maybe I don't actually move at the rhythm of it, the pace of the music. Also in yoga, one of the greatest lessons in all of my years of taking classes is that you do not have to follow the prompts of the instructor. You can actually go to a yoga class and lay down on your yoga mat for an entire hour and do nothing. That is okay. You have the choice. I'm laughing because it's funny. Obviously, there's a choice. Rarely is somebody forcing you to do something, but yet many of us have been conditioned to do something just because everybody else is doing it. 
and it can feel uncomfortable. I feel self-conscious. Today, I was very tired in yoga class. I went anyways, but it was a struggle for me. And I kept choosing over and over again to lay down. And oftentimes I felt worried that the instructor would judge me, even though I don't believe she actually would. There's still a little voice within me saying, don't lay down looking around the room and seeing other people moving their bodies at the rhythm of the fast music. And it's a metaphor because we can start to notice all the places in life where we feel some sort of pressure to move fast. And I want to give you the opportunity through this next breathwork exercise to just see what it feels like to slow down for even just a couple minutes. Now, I often do this in the group coaching sessions I offer in Beyond Measure. It's a regular part of our practice. And I love playing meditative music. I'm not going to have any of that today. So there's just going to be some silence and some slow, quiet talking from me as I guide you through this. I wish I could play some music, but I haven't figured out any royalty-free music that I can use on the podcast yet. So just imagine. If you would like to turn on some music... Maybe this is a good time. So step one is to draw attention to your breath. And while you're doing that, notice your body physically. Do you need to change your posture? Do you need to put down anything to stop? Do you need to close a door, go into another room, pull over your car? Is there anything you need to do to give yourself a few moments of slowness? That's part of the noticing. And then drawing attention to your breath can be really interesting. We don't have to notice our breathing. It happens for most of us automatically. It's a beautiful gift, by the way. And not everybody has that. We take it often for granted, these things that we do automatically until we are reminded of the gift of our breath. Our breath is so incredibly powerful. It can literally change your whole state. When you notice how you're breathing, it can have a deeply calming, relaxing impact on you. And no matter how many times I've done an exercise like this, it's always a beautiful reminder to breathe. We also can play around with how we breathe. In the video experience within the live session, I have this pulsating dot on the screen that you can take a look at. For those that are listening or choosing not to look at this dot moving, you can close your eyes. You can also find a point to look at, something to stare at while you do this. Running water can be really nice movement. So maybe choosing what you want to visually look at, if anything. And then through that focus, you can start to find a rhythm to your breathing. Some people like to count as they breathe in. Some people like to hold their breath out of their body or in their body. And then count again as they breathe in and breathe out. You can also experiment with what part of your body you feel like you're breathing into. 
there's the literal sense of breathing with your mouth open or closed. Some people like to mix up their breath by breathing in through their mouth and out through their nose or vice versa. And I encourage you to play around with those. Some people like to hold one nostril with their finger and then switch to the other side. There's so many amazing combinations of breath. And sometimes that's useful because for something that we take for granted, it might not seem very exciting or different. But when you start to play around with your breath, you realize, wow, there's a lot of variety here. Maybe next time I feel bored, I can just play with my breath a little. It's always available to you unless there's a physical reason that you can't breathe or that your breath has changed. For many of us, our breath is always there. And you will often notice it's not there when you're sick, if your nose gets stuffy, if the weather changes, you might notice the breath, you might see your breath, you might feel it in your throat a little differently. It's a pretty powerful thing. I could spend a lot more time talking about breath. So I'm going to give 20 seconds of silence and then we'll continue. In those 20 seconds, I encourage you to do some more experimenting. Every moment of our life, we have an opportunity to notice and to change. Sometimes we can't help it. Change is just happening. In fact, I think change is always happening, whether we feel like we can help it or not. We can notice it a little bit more. And some people believe that it is essential to notice the small stuff to deepen our experience of life. What did you notice about your breath? What did you notice about noticing? What have you noticed by listening today? There's so much to notice in such a short period of time. Our lives are what we pay attention to. That can be a really powerful statement. Sometimes we don't feel like we have a lot of choice in life, but oftentimes we can choose what we pay attention to. Just like I was saying earlier, when I get frustrated, I've, I've trained myself to pay attention to that experience and then see, okay, I'm paying a lot of attention to this particular thought. What if I paid attention to a different thought? What if I changed my literal focus of where my eyes are looking, where my breath is going, the rhythm, how my body is moving, my posture? There's so much to pay attention to within your body, and it's a beautiful resource when things are uncomfortable. I want to do a quick journal exercise. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to get a journal, find a piece of paper, or open up a digital document, whatever you have readily available. This is a regular thing that I'll do in these sessions. So you can come prepared to them. Compared. You can come prepared, not compared, prepared to 
do some writing. Even if I don't prompt you, I encourage you to write whenever you can. I'm going to give you prompts and I encourage you to write as much as you can. There's going to be six prompts. I'm going to give each prompt 30 seconds. So once I say them, you'll have 30 seconds to write as much as you can. And then if you want to spend more time on it, you can come back to this at any point. Okay, so prompt one, what brings you joy? You can write this in words, sentences, bullet points, doodles if words aren't coming to you. Try to find at least one thing to write down that brings you joy. It could be people, food, places, experiences, things that you've read or watched. And the next prompt is, what's something that made you laugh recently? If you don't remember a laugh, is there something you remember smiling about? Now, the next two prompts are optional. I promise to give you a trigger warning. You do not have to do these. You can continue on the first two prompts. But if you are feeling open to it, the next prompt is what makes you sad? You can interchange the word sad with any emotion, really, any, anything that might be more uncomfortable. What makes you uncomfortable could be another way of asking this question. What's unpleasant for you? If you are ready and willing to lean into that right now. And the fourth prompt goes along the lines, what's something that made you cry recently? And of course, tears, crying doesn't necessarily have to be something negative. It could be that you were so moved to tears by something and it was beautiful, it was wonderful, it was joyous. But if you were in a space where you can acknowledge that, write that down. The next prompt is a big one, but see what you can come up with in 30 seconds, which is what do you want? What do you want right now? You've brought a lot of awareness to yourself. You've noticed things about yourself, how you felt today. You did some breathing. Could be the simplest want, the simplest desire. So what is that? And the final prompt is what do you need? What do you need right now? Differentiating between wants and needs. Sometimes they overlap. Sometimes they're vastly different. And you can ask yourself these questions at any point. You can journal about them every day if you want. They're very simple questions. You can bring them up in conversations. You can lean into them whenever you feel ready for them. My aim is to help you gain clarity. And I want to acknowledge that listened to this entire session, you have been on some level very focused. You've noticed something about yourself today. To me, this time went by really fast. And I want to note that there's a session next week, next Friday, that'll be the third session that'll also be available on the podcast as a replay. Although it's really lovely to participate live. There's an energy about it. My yoga teacher said to me this morning that the energy of students in a room really impacts her. And I, I don't know if a teacher has ever said that to me. It sounds like such a simple, obvious thing, but there was something about a teacher acknowledging how impactful the collective is when people show up, even if they don't even interact with each other. Just showing up in a virtual setting can be deeply powerful. It reminds you that you have community, that you're not alone, that people are there for you. It holds you accountable. There's so many benefits. So this is why I'm doing it live. And you're always welcome to join. It is free. 
the recordings, I don't feel like do it justice, but I hope you've enjoyed that as well. And I've talked a few times today about group coaching. It's the only paid element of Beyond Measure. It is $20 a month. We have a session every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, which is 3 p.m. Eastern. And that works out to be about $5 a session, unless there's five weeks in the month, and then it's even less. It's a cost that I believe to be affordable and accessible and I would love to have you part of it. The people that are currently in coaching are going to experience sessions that are built upon what each of these sessions are about, if that makes sense. And I guess it doesn't always make sense until you're there. The group coaching is also an hour long. They're very intimate. They're very private. Nothing is shared publicly. There's no replays. I used to record the sessions, but no longer do that because actually... The people that show up for coaching, they, they're getting the most benefit, as I said earlier, by showing up live. And that's an opportunity to have more interaction and really show up for one another. And also a different time of day and, and different uh, day of the week, if that works better for you. And I mentioned too, that I've been working on these mini mindfulness audio toolkits. I plan to release that to the group coaching clients. So it's part of the $20, a little bonus there. So if you're interested, at some point soon, I'll be releasing these short little audio files that you can listen to at any point. That'll be things like visualizations and meditations and breathing exercises and various prompts that you can go to anytime you want. So they will be there for you whenever you need a moment like this. The recordings are also listed within Beyond Measure. It's something I enjoy. The organization of Beyond Measure is very appealing to me. And if you're looking for information on how to join Beyond Measure, how to check out the live well-being session, that's all going to, going to be on the podcast description section. So you might have to click a button to see more to open it up and there'll be a link there. I'd love to have you part of it. Thank you so much. I value your time. I value you. I truly believe that you are beyond measure. Even if I don't know you, we are all inherently beyond measure. And I hope that this has helped elevate your self-care in some way or another. I will say bye for now. Hope to see you on the next one and wishing you all the very best on your self-care journey in between.